What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Everyday Hustle. I'm Adam Ali. Thank you all so much for stopping by and spending the next 20 minutes or so with myself and our guest today. Our guest today is David Breyer, an award-winning author, a branding expert, and they've labeled him as the chief gravity defier, and he will let you in on what that's all about. So without further ado, welcome, David, to the Everyday Hustle podcast. Thank you so much, Adam. Pleasure to be here. Perhaps in 60 seconds or so, give us a, a little rundown of who you are and your story. Well, I'm a native New Yorker who now lives and works in the Midwest, and that's not due to a witness protection program. Okay, that was actually by choice. And I, I work with companies large and small, from boutique to, you know, international to just help them overcome the usual pitfalls when they plateaued, when they've like reached a certain level and they don't not quite know how to break through to that next level. And to the tune of basically helping companies around the world generate over $7 billion in business and sales. That's what I love doing. I love helping companies succeed and crush it. It's very nice. I'm excited about this topic here when it comes around branding. All right, David, let's let's warm up a bit here. I have a list of some companies here. Let me know what comes to your mind when you hear these companies based on their branding. Like what comes to your mind branding wise? Mm -hmm. You ready for this game? Yeah. Okay. Tesla. I think I think Tesla does just a great job of everybody kind of wants one. <laughs> and I think that they do a great job of, of having that balance between mystique and sleek and design. And, and then they also, I think also they have a good figurehead. I think that people find Elon Musk to be a forward thinking, you know, he's willing to take on intergalactic travel, <laughs> yeah. right? As well as, as well as, okay, how to have like, I mean, and you know, I've, I've had the, I don't own a Tesla, but I, one of my clients actually, we went on a ride in their Tesla. I've never experienced G force in a vehicle before. And it was awesome. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Okay. AT&T. I mean, they're everywhere, but it doesn't, for me, they don't, it doesn't stand for anything particularly. I don't think actually any telecommunications company today really stands for anything. They're, they're all offering their deals. So AT&T, you know, they're, they're kind of like the OG in the space. They've been around, you know, there's prob probably many, uh, many people that actually use their service have never known another company in there that's kind of been there always. So yeah. they've, they've kind of always been there. That's kind of like my impression of AT&T. Okay. Apple. Apple. Smart. They use they use design. They use design for every element, every touch point. And I think they do it brilliantly. You know, whether you're going to their website, whether you're whether it's whether I'm going to their website or I'm going to or I'm using their devices or I'm opening their boxes. I mean, I study their boxes. Okay. I mean, when I I mean, I just got my iPhone 14 Pro, right? And I always, I'm like a little kid. I'm opening the box. I'm stunned with the precision with how the box, you know, and, and, and the crispness of the corners and the this and everything fits into 
there's no loose ends. There's nothing sloppy or loosey-goosey. It's in very intentional, very deliberate, and I think they do it damn well. I think they I think they probably is a brand that probably most conscious of the customer experience and they really revel in that. Very well put. YouTube or Google? YouTube or Google? Well, they're kind of like everywhere. They you know, it's like okay, YouTube is like the default place to go to when you are when you're thinking of video content either to consume or to or share with the world so it's it's that channel and then if you're going to you know search for something it's kind of like it's google's become when your brand has become uh a verb mm -hmm. then you kind of then you kind of know something hey you know uh, hey i need to I, i'm gonna i'm gonna look for that let, let me google that Right. Let me Google that. I didn't say let me write. Let me, I didn't say let me search. Let me Google that. When your when your company has become a verb, you know that you've reached that point of mass. You've just become part of the fabric of culture. I agree. Mastercard. Um, Mastercard. You know, Mastercard's kind of like always been there. My favorite thing for Mastercard was freaking. You know. Back in the late 90s, I mean, they had a, they had a great campaign. You know, they, their campaign was like, you know, there are some things money can't buy for everything else. There's MasterCard. I, I thought that was a great campaign. It was one of the few campaigns for a, a brand. You know, people know Amex and people know the different things. But MasterCard, it's kind of always there. Um, I don't know that it's if in my in my world, it doesn't stand for much else. Could I could I cite a difference between MasterCard versus Visa? Um, not in my mind. I mean, maybe there is a difference that's not immediately clear, but in my mind, um, what do they stand for? I don't know, but always, they've always been there. That campaign for me though, was, was a, a changing point for them. I understand. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think we're warmed up now. Mm -hmm. Does everything stand out to you? And if so, are you like constantly dissecting what are like what are your thoughts when you when you go outside or are you like you, you don't really focus on that like there's a time and place for that i the world to me is a freaking theme park okay <laughs> for me it's a theme park so i go out and i'm like you know i'll look at stuff and i'll go interesting choice of that of a car you know that that company chose to do, to put that on the assembly line oh that's interesting oh it, 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 let me see what's happening let me look at, I always, I look at interactions between products and services and people. Um, I am, sometimes I will think to myself, did Steve Jobs really want a world where people are walking down the street, you know, 90% of which are looking at their de mobile device, their phones, texting or, or just consuming you know, a, a video or this or that or whatever. Did he, I personally don't think that that was his goal. I, I, I have a firm belief that, you know, that Steve Jobs had a viewpoint that he liked to empower the creator, the innovator, the trailblazer, the defiant rebel. Um, and to see that his product is being um, utilized more as like this device to drop people out of touch with one another I think is rather interesting as far as a cultural trend. So I think I, I, I occasionally just wonder what would he do? What disru new disruption would he introduce to the world? 
And so these are the kinds of thoughts that go through my mind as I'm going through the world, you know, or I look at, or I go into, uh, we have a nearby, a great coffee house. And I go in and I go, how come they don't have blah, blah, blah on the wall to entice me, to seduce my senses? How come, you know, why, why are they only allotting this much? How come they're not utilizing smell to actually entice me and get me to buy like more product? I mean, so I'm, I'm always on. And it's, that's why I say like life to me is a theme park. I just find it fascinating. Very nice. Yeah. For me, I just look for inspiration. I don't really spend time dissecting things. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm deliberate when it comes to looking for inspiration. So like I will go and spend some time and say, you know what? I want to, you know, modify this element of my beard oil. So let me go look at some stuff and I'll dedicate hours just like looking at different things and looking for inspiration. Um, but you made, you made some really good points around uh, Steve Jobs. It's very interesting because somehow we are more connected digitally, but like we're still disconnected. We're a lot more disconnected physically. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I wonder what kind of disruption he would have made. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and I'm not, and I'm not always, I mean, just as for a point of clarity, yeah. I'm not always, I'm not always like, like if I'm shopping, like if I'm like, cause I, I, um, I love to cook and mm -hmm. I, and so I'll, I'll, I'll be the primary shopper. I'll go out and I'll buy the, the, the spices and the seasonings and the different things. And I'll choose whatever we're going to be having for our entree and blah, 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 blah. So, cause I'm planning out a meal. Now, when I'm doing that, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in consumer mode. I'll say, I'll put that in air quotes, consumer mode. And then I'm just kind of going, okay, what do, what do I want for my da -da 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 -da. you know, but if I'm sort of just casually kind of like walking through things, um, you know, I, I will sometimes find certain things uh, of interest, but I'll, it, it, I love to get lit up when I see, you know, oh, isn't that the most amazing signage that just freaking stopped me in my track. I love the moments when I'm stopped in my tracks because someone decided to take the extra initiative to, to say, why have this, the front of this store just be one more storefront? How do I actually blow the minds of people and their expectations? You know, I, I love when I see that initiative put in action by the result that's before me. You know, that this doorway, I mean, I mean, I remember when I was in, I was in, um, I was in Taiwan some years ago and, and there was a interior designer, uh, interior design um, showroom. And I love the fact that that instead of having normal door handles, the door handles were at, was actually a hand. So I had to shake another hand <laughs> to open the door. Those little touches. I love those little touches. Very nice. You, you, how, how long have you been in the branding world? Well, let's see. 2023 is going to be 43 years that I've been doing this. Wow. Incredible. So yeah. With 43 years of being in the branding space, what are your principles when it comes to branding? Your personal 
Well, I have a few. I mean, one is I started out as a designer. Okay. So I so I started out and I still design to this day, but that was my that was all that I did in the beginning. And so I designed logos for everything from Estee Lauder to Revlon to Jim Henson to uh, to Rolling Stone magazine. I mean, that's that was the stuff that I was doing in the beginning. And as I started to learn more about business, learn more about um, standing out in a, in, in a space and the different kinds of industries, because I didn't focus on just one thing. I saw that differentiation was the more critical component. And it was a, a very healthy lesson for me to learn. Because if you don't know that branding, and it's something I cover in my book, um, Brand Intervention, if you don't know that branding is the art of differentiation, those, that's the definition that I use, the art of differentiation, things just be, words become poetry and design becomes uh, lipstick. Because you don't, because otherwise you don't know. I mean, and as an entrepreneur, as business business owners and people running business, well, what do we want to? What, what do we want to do? We're not we're not getting the kind of a trend, attention we should be getting. Well, you know, then they're like, well, you know, I I was speaking to a friend and they thought you, you get hear those kinds of conversations which are arbitrary, and uh, and I got some feedback. You know, I, I was speaking to somebody on my on, on Facebook and they gave me this feedback. It's like you could be like a ping pong. You could just be chasing squirrels. So, so with the anchor of the art of differentiation, if I know that that is the objective, because one thing I know that different is better than better. See, because better, it means that I'm still in the same sandbox as all my competitors. Why do I want to play in the same sandbox as all my competitors? That means I'm just that, that they've got 12 features that then, well, then I got to now come out with 14 features. You know, oh, I got 14. Now they come out with with 16. It just becomes that, or or it becomes a price war, a race to the bottom. So, why do I want to do that? Wouldn't it be more advantageous to really define my brand in a way that stood out, that made me absolutely have a different type of conversation, and and really solve the needs of my customers? Whether that was having a meal, whether that was clothing that they would wear whether that was having the best beard oil <laughs> mm-hmm. right? or or the car that I drove or the, the or the or the wireless uh, the wireless company that I chose to, to have as my internet service provider you know what I mean so that's the thing that different is better than better I would rather I'd rather make sure that I can provide something and have a different conversation because anybody that's that's an entrepreneur anybody that's ever been involved with sales, they make a very big mistake mm-hmm. oftentimes they'll make a, they'll make the mistake of the 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 prospect that they're speaking to say well you know i have a question about blah 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 now oftentimes like well into like the 95 plus percent of the time that question has been dictated to them by the, by what the media messages that they've heard from all your competitors see why should why should i be introducing why should i be in, entertaining that so the way what I recommend to all my clients is I'll say, look, let's do something very simple. Say, so, you know, that's a that I totally understand why you're asking that question, but the question that you really should be asking is how come blank 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 blank. In other words, and actually reframe the context because prospects will not come to new conclusions based on old information, and too many companies 
are using old information, the old conversations, and so they keep on doing the better game. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer it better. I'm gonna do it. No, different is better than better. That will, that you could take to the bank. That will grow a company faster. It will have more meaningful discussions, and you'll stand apart and stand out better. Very, very well said. Thanks. Uh, so, I want to, I want to get your thoughts around billboards. I recently got featured on my first billboard ever um, in Times Square. And, you know, I, I went to New York and I saw it and I was like, this it's cool. And I started thinking to myself, what is it about billboards that's from 30, 40, maybe 100 years ago still effective? Like, is it still effective to this very day? And if so, what do these brands who are consistently putting up billboards know that the general population doesn't know or consider when you know thinking about billboards and advertising on these type of mediums that's a that's a that's a, a really or is it a waste of money <laughs> well it depends for me it felt like an e i don't want to say it was an ego stroke it was just like a it just felt cool and that was it Absolutely. Well, first of all, I think I think I saw you you capture that you capture that on uh, on your YouTube channel, right? So I think, right? Isn't that right? Didn't I? Didn't I? Yeah. So I think what you did was put one of the smarter things that one can do is capture the moment, because um, I because I actually I remember uh, some years ago, um, I think it was American was it American Outfitters? I'm, I'm trying to remember. No, American Eagle. I think it was American Eagle. That they have a they that if you buy stuff there, you go up to the third floor and they'll take a shot of you and you'll end up being on uh, right there on their on their billboard that they own um, or they lease right above their thing and you'll be on on Times Square. You know, so I was like, I was like, oh cool. So I so I had that moment too. Do do I think do I think that there's longevity there? I would say this. I think that there are. I think that there are several. Um, several points that one has to consider. One is, is it might just be, hey, you need to have a presence. Like, for example, if you're competing for eyeballs in Times Square and you need to have a presence, like if you're, let's say, competing and having a Broadway show, I'd say, okay, you need to be there. Is it an effective thing? Um, only to the extent that people know that you're still around. I don't think it's like the most, I don't think it's the wisest use of money. So that's that's one component. The other component, I remember speaking to a client some years ago, and this that here you'll appreciate this. We ended up, he was he was going, hey, you know, I and he told me after the fact, hey, I secured this billboard and and uh, and and they've got and they've got forty thousand and, and they've got forty thousand cars that drive uh, drive by the billboard every day. And I said, Okay. <laughs> so let me let me ask you some questions. <laughs> I said, so uh, first of all, I know that your audience is female. He goes, that's true. I said, okay, so let's just do some simple math. Okay, we've just knocked it down to 20,000. And I said, now, not only are they female, they also are, your your customer is a, a mother. That's true. I said, okay, let's just knock it down to another 50%. Let's just keep the math simple. Okay, so now it's gone from 40 to 20, now to 10. I said, now... At the same time, you, the, the, not only are they mothers, but they actually have to be, they have to, their kids have to be between this age. I think between four and eight was so, so that now, so it's now it's not just like being a mother, 
but now it's actually kids in a very specific age bracket. Okay, so now we've knocked that down. So now we've gone from like 40 to 20 to 10 to 5. And, and then I said, but not only that, here's the other part. And then I, and I mentioned a couple more specific points. And I said, and by the way, the design of your billboard sucks. You have way too many words. The, your last, your, your name is on it. Your name is not an easy name to spell. And you have a phone number and your domain is not easy to remember. So now you need a mother. Now you need a woman who's a mother of a certain age bracket who happens to have a piece, a piece of paper and a pencil by their, by, by the, uh, on the passenger seat while they're driving 55 miles an hour. <laughs> I said, do you think that that was a wise investment? At that point, he was like, <laughs> he goes, He's shaking his head in just disbelief over his decision. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it depends. It depends majorly on context. Majorly on context. I mean, we just did. Uh, uh, you know, on the flip side, we uh, there's a there's a technology company in the cybersecurity space. Just from the other, just from it, it, they happen. It happened in Vegas about a month ago. And we specifically took out electronic billboards in the airport, in the Las Vegas airport. So when all the people were flying in specifically for this convention, we wanted to have a big presence. That I think was a wise usage. It was a very limited time opportunity. And especially with electronic billboards, that's the great thing about those. You don't have to, they're not the old school where they used to be done in paper and you know they'd glue them on and all that kind of stuff. Now it's all electronic. So, you can get different deals. That was one that made sense because everyone saw them and, and this was they were playing a very defiant. They were challenging the Goliaths in that space. And so they were coming out the gate, fists fists swinging. They were coming right out of that bang. The bell rang, bang, you know, it's like, okay, here we go. Very well said, good points there. Um, yeah, billboards for me, I think what you said was it just has to make sense. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of layers to something making sense. So, uh, yeah, it, it boils down to it, it really has to make sense a lot. And you really got to check your ego and drop the ego and f not focus on it being just a cool thing. It just has to make sense. Yes, absolutely. It, it, I think it has to be evaluated on a one on a case by case basis, because otherwise there's no, hey, billboards are great, or billboards suck. I, I think that not, I don't think that either of those <laughs> answers are useful. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Let's wrap up our session with one more game. I yeah. Would, I, would, I don't want to call it a game. It's a, it's a scenario. So let's assume, we're going to go super left with this. Let's assume you and I are going to partner up, and we're going to start a men hair salon yep um or barbershop you yep. are responsible for the branding of our hair salon here yep walk us through your thought process what are we going to do to be different yeah let us let us know your thoughts around that david totally so are, are, do we already have a location chosen or, or are we or is choosing a location part of the part of the strategy it's like pre-location being nailed down you and I, you know, we we just decide we want to create a hair salon. So f figuring out the location is something that you're going to tackle on as the branding expert. So let, let, that's one that's one point. Cool. 
All right, good. So let's say, so, I mean, here are the things that I would look at. I would look at one is, first of all, where where's an opportunity where something like this would be really needed? Where, um, because there are different opportunities. Not all things are created equal. We want some place that's going to, one, we don't have so many other salons so that now we have to like freaking fight for every nickel and dime that we get. That's one point. The other point is, are we going to be premium or are we going to be like middle of the road as far as the offering? Um, that's going to change how we position it because, you know, not all not all hair salons or barbershops, they, some of them like specialize in certain things. Some are edgy. Some are, some are you know, more traditional. Some will, you know, they, they will take care of everything and they'll make sure that your beard is looking cool. Your mustache is looking badass. Your hair, everything. You're like, you, you got the whole ensemble, man, from freaking like from neck to like just all the top of the bow. Yeah. So that, so there's, there's that element. And then, the, but then I also look at, are there unique opportunities? Like, for example, let's say, you know, let's say we're going, you know what? What is the average uh, time that someone in Grand Central Station actually goes ahead and, uh, and and has to wait? You know, let's say let's say it was like, you know what? On the average, they usually they we usually wait about 30 minutes. Well, if that, what, well, what if we could do like a freaking what if we could really nail this and get this done in, in like, you know, 12, you know, 18 minutes. And by the way, we make, you know, we make sure that we actually give you in it. We give you like the, the most amazing uh, espresso beverage of your life, whether you want a latte or whether you want this or whether you want that. So that way you not only get your little caffeine fix, but we make, but we make it so that, so that every, you know, every, you know, once a month you come in and da, 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 da. And so it's not just like downtime where you just like are perusing your, uh, your texts or various things on your smart device. You actually can come home looking amazing to your spouse or loved ones or your family. And so, you know, that might, so, cause I'm always looking for what's going to be the unique offer that's going to differentiate us and exceed expectations because meeting expectations is the, is the kiss of death, right? It's like, and, and I, and the example I oftentimes will give is the, the most ridiculous one, but it's true. It's if I said I open up at nine and I close at five, and I open up at nine and close at five. I don't, I'm not going to have any customers to go. The reason that I continue to shop at you is because you said you're going to open up at nine, and you do, right? <laughs> right? And you close at five, and you do. I've tried to get you to stay open to five hundred one, and you never do. And I love that, man. Your, your conviction is amazing. That's not going to happen. And but that, but those kinds of meeting expectation points are done every day, right? So we always have to exceed. And so I'm always looking at. What's the place that we can exceed and excel? Can we do it in a place that's unexpected? Can we do it in a place that's disruptive? And you know, and the great thing is, others are going to copy you when you when you're that smart and ingenious. Others are going to copy you. Uh, but that's but but that those are the places that I would start, and then I would look at having really really good fun with it, because there aren't enough brands that actually interject fun. You know, I mean, is it like do I need to freaking have, you know? folks handling their you know doing haircuts that actually know how to freaking moonwalk or they know how to like do some dance moves or do something that just like shakes it up and that and that makes that customer say i've got to take a little video with you and me dancing with my new hair and you doing some dance moves and bang what's going to happen that's going to end up on social media now all of a sudden we've turned every transaction into something that has the potentiality of going viral wouldn't that be cool take your productivity to a new level with my app called Task Muncher. 
the ultimate to-do app. Get it on your Apple devices from the Apple Store. If you're an Android user, you can get it from the Google Play Store. Time to combat procrastination and get things done. Download Task Muncher app for free today. As we wrap up, I feel like the spotlight word of our session has been has been the word disruptive. Yeah. And I think that's a great takeaway for the listeners. How can you be disruptive in your branding? Yeah. Would you say that's safe to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, look. And disruptive and fun, I think are the it, Well, fun is itself disruptive. I mean, how many, how many brands? I mean, let me ask you. How many brands do you deal with that are actually fun? <laughs> yeah, but a few. Not many, though. Yeah, not many. Right? I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, like, what what store do you go like, oh, I can't wait to go to that store. It's so much fun when I go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a very short, all of a sudden the list gets short. I don't even go to stores anymore. I just go on Amazon. It's more fun there. I and as well. Yeah, but, but the interesting thing, me too. But what, what's what's the fun part? The fun part is how quickly you can get in and out. That, at least that's what it is for me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and still getting these lightning deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they have they have really good scarcity tactics. Um, David, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you here on the podcast. Lots of gems you dropped. Again, I think the spotlight is the word disruptive. Uh, what's next? For, for David, what are you working on? It's on your radar. Well, always, you know, really selectively picking um, new new clients to take on and help them explode their brands, as well as, as well as, I love. We we have an incredible, incredible. I have put together this nine week masterclass, which blows people's. It's been amazing how powerful it's been. Entrepreneurs of all various shapes and sizes have taken the program from as far as uh, from india to to venezuela to the, to australia the uk hawaii canada and throughout the us it has been a blast and we're approaching uh, having taken a hundred entrepreneurs through the program and it's a nine-week program i mentor them as well as work with them and that gets me real excited because it changes their future it shortens their their pathway to reaching those milestones of success that they've been dreaming about and and to the point of where literally we've we've actually it's actually been over 200 million dollars worth of new sales is what the is what those graduating from the program have actually generated so that's exciting i love helping i love helping companies really hit those those marks and those milestones plus a new book is on the way wow super awesome i'll put all the links in the description david it's been a pleasure again to have you absolutely pleasure is pleasure is all mine as well man you i love your questions i love your i love what uh, where you went and i agree disruption look you know shyness is freaking overrated and for those listening <laughs> trust me shyness and being kind of like a little a little just sitting in the corner and absorbing it's like wait you you belong in the room you belong in the room. You're part of the conversation. Take it, own it, question, learn, absorb, and disrupt. Love it. Love it. Thank you all for tuning in. 
to another episode of the everyday hustle be sure to share like comment catch me on youtube.com slash everyday hustle be sure to follow david all all the details in the description thank you all see you on the next episode peace Thank you so much for tuning into another Everyday Hustle podcast episode. Keep up with all my releases by visiting Amazon.com slash Everyday Hustle. Find me on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, and many other podcast platforms. Appreciate you all. I'm out. Peace.